0: Cortana, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. That wasn't a good <laughs> clip. <laughs> yep, that's... And there's the uh, cold o'clock. There it is. is. Uh. I've never wanted to have sex with a pot
1: pie, but like... I'd have sex with that Popeye. We're all weak to stepping on nails. I me preface this by saying I wrote a script. Daytona Beach is like two mild inconveniences for being a post-apocalyptic wasteland anyway. So many of my tabs say semen. Are you
0: guys ready for this weird horny
1: adventure that we're all about to go on? You can't handcuff me for skanking.
2: This motherfucker gaslights you. Diet Coke and sorrow will be chapter four. And against all
3: odds, Kyle, we became those squirrely weirdos.
0: This whole podcast is a very negative mouthfeel. Hello, and welcome to Debate This, a show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how in the year 2021, we are playing Pokemon, Grand Theft Auto, and Halo again, all in the endless pursuit for small glimpses of joy we once held onto firmly as innocent
1: children. Wow, that's amazing. Is Is anyone playing Grand Theft Auto? I mean, I thought those were universally panned re releases. <laughs> um, Matt, you had your hand up.
2: Yeah, I have my hand up because I'd like to make a statement. That statement is you put Grand Theft Auto and innocent children in the same <laughs> yeah. sentence. And that, okay. Okay. A, okay. How, says a lot about old? our generation, but B, oh, no. says a lot about you. How old were you when you first
0: got into a 3D car and committed car crimes? Oh, boy. What year did um, Vice City come out? <laughs> <laughs> Innocent child age? Yeah, <laughs> I played.
1: Know. I played three on a fr- family friends PS2 at a at a New Year's Eve party, and that was the first time I committed car crimes digitally. Yeah, I mean,
2: we're not here to talk I mean, about Grand Theft Auto today, but I think I was like ten. I'm pretty yeah, sure G- I was ten or
1: eleven.
3: GTA mm-hmm. three came out in 2001. Because okay, so it I was... came out one month after 9 11.
0: Oh, oh God! Well, yeah. that's. Hey, uh speaking of Halo <laughs> um, by wah, by wah. my records here on this podcast, our first mention of the Halo seasons was in, or our Halo, Halo series was in season two episode 29 titled Between Pennywise Thighs, where we as a group <laughs> <laughs> we discussed what we would call s tier battle vehicles from video games. and we never say, played
1: Halo before that episode. We were all f- <laughs> woefully yeah. unfamiliar with the series.
0: Well, we just really haven't talked about... I mean, we, we've we talked a little bit about Halo. We've not done a lot of Halo in this. And, um, you know, now that we are in the year of our Lord 2021, we are back to talk about Halo. Fortunately, thanks to a commission by Butthwomp Nation member Mgrum54, today I am so, so lucky to bring you a flavor text for the cosmic space drama known as Halo. Now... Mounting up on my specter to ride into their most certain demise at the business end of a heat-seeking spanker rocket today wow. are Andrew UNSC Tokyo Rules Henderson, Matt UNSC Two for Flinching Cole, and Kyle O and I longtime coming Harper.
1: Are those all halo words? I bet they're all <laughs> halo words. They sound like are they rules sets? Are they maps? What they sound like they, esports teams. They do. Sound they sound like, like, like things
3: teams. that Marines shout at each other. That, that <laughs> too. Uh,
0: they are all famous um Earth-based or or you know Terran-based ships from the Halo lore. Um A lot of them are not from the games; they're from the books. But those are the most fun two for. There fun, are Jim. books. What? What? Oh, what? oh, my God. oh Matt. <laughs> all right. There are time books. Out. We are not talking about the books today. Um, We are not talking about the books today. Polygon does a great video about all the books, and I can't. I cannot.
2: I had no idea there were books. I I read two of
3: them. Listeners, if you want Todd to talk about the Halo books, just visit patreon.com slash debate this cast. Join us at our master debater tier. For only bucks a month, you can hear Todd talk about the Halo books.
0: I, I did read one of the, okay, I will say, I read one of the early on books and they do, it It plays the role that um, Animatrix does. It tells stories in between the main stories, um, at least the one that I read. And it was really, really good. Like it told a story about um, the ship that first crashes in Halo 1 that there was a Covenant elite hiding on it, acting invisible. And you hear like Sergeant Johnson ask a private for his sidearm. And like the 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 quote in the book is like, you know sergeant johnson didn't know who was on his ship but that son of a bitch was about to get shot or something like that like
1: <laughs> they're like you're like all right they're uh, like they're like tom clancy novels but like set in halo i read i read like the the origin of master chief like master yeah. chief through boot camp and um and like one other one the flood was what it was called i don't remember any of it but i'm sure it was about the flood which is as I understand it, an enemy in Halo, right? <laughs> well, lucky, lucky for you, Kyle, we
0: will talk about Flood today. Since we're kind of doing this right now, as we do with all of these flavor texts. Um, just real quick, would love to go around and just kind of hear what your knowledge is, your experience is with Halo.
3: Uh yeah, I'll start. Um, since my name is here first. Uh, uh, yeah, so the, that works like that. I didn't have an Xbox, but I had a 360 in college. And funny, funny enough, Halo Three is the reason why Todd and I are friends.
0: <laughs> I, I was telling the other two guys on the yeah. recording before you got on. This is a core cornerstone of our friendship.
3: Yeah. Um. Halo Three hit two of the four of us at a very particular time of our college career when uh there was always Halo 3 going on in our dorm and when there wasn't Halo 3 going on, there was Guitar Hero um, mm-hmm. and sometimes both and uh, this was an entire year and a half of my life um, I there I played a lot a lot a lot a lot of Halo 3. Um, never really played I played Halo the original Halo a little bit um, at friends houses, never played Halo 2 um, and then got into the Halo 3 like ODST. And uh, Reach games when those came out, and then I even played Halo Four. Couldn't tell you one thing that happened. I beat that. I (laughs) went through that campaign in a day. Something about finding Cortana. Couldn't tell you a single thing that happened. All I know about the Halo lore is what Todd has yelled at me in our in our in our personal life lives. So, um, also I have a Halo book, but it is uh, a book about how um, old philosophy. ideas and theories map onto Halo. Like uh <laughs> instead of Theseus's ship, it's Master Chief's ship. Oh great.
1: Oh, yeah, boy.
3: Yeah, it's that's if Master uh, Chief
1: changes every piece of his armor is he still Master Chief. He's still his, master, master Chief. Me. That's exactly
3: what it was. Like it's not a joke. That's what it was. So hmm.
2: Well that's, that's me. Okay. Uh, I'll go next because my name's second on the paper. Um <laughs> I had Two neighbors named Eric and Josh, they lived three houses down from me, and they had the Xbox in the neighborhood. And when we would go to Eric and Josh's house, me, Eric, Josh, and our other neighbor, Nick, would play Halo. And when we came to my house, we would play Goldeneye, and when we went to Nick's house, we would play whatever PlayStation games he had. But Eric and Josh's was the Xbox house, and I spent a lot of Halo one time in Blood Gulch shooting people with the Needler And that is the extent of my Halo knowledge, baby. Uh, I think I was still kind of hanging out with them when Halo 2 came out. So I've played like some Halo 2 multiplayer. And then my freshman year roommate had Halo 3 and we played some Halo 3 multiplayer. But I have literally never done a Halo outside of a multiplayer or as anything other than a consenting second party. Like I've never, <laughs> I've never been the one who's been like, "Let's Halo" to everybody. It's somebody else being like, "You wanna, you wanna Halo with us?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'll take a bump of Halo." Um, and and that's about it.
3: He's, he's only, he only Halos in social situations.
1: Social I'm a social haloer, Yeah. <laughs> um. So in 2007. Mountain Dew released a special flavor <laughs> of Mountain Dew to coincide <laughs> with the release of Halo Three. I drank a lot of that flavor of Mountain Dew. Um, <laughs> um, I have played the first three Halos on a technicality, Excellent. but um, as <laughs> I <technicality. laughs> as I said before, I think I can count all of the hours of Halo I've played on both hands. Um, I was I was loaned some of the books that we mentioned and I read two of those and they were, they were books. Um, I'm, I know words from halo. Like I know what a a sticky grenade is and a needler and the warthog and tea bagging, but I've not, I have not haloed much.
0: Well, we will not be talking a lot about multiplayer. Um, As we go through the games, we can talk about some of the improvements or uh, steps back that they took. Um, Out of all the games that you all referenced today, the only one that I really won't be talking about much is Halo 3 ODST, which was kind of like Halo's spy thriller um, that came after Halo 3.
1: Halo Splinter Cell.
0: Yeah, like the whole thing was that you were you were uh, an ODST orbital drop shock trooper um, in like kind of the fallout from Halo 3 but it was really tough because you weren't master chief i remember everyone was real
1: mad when that came out cuz yep, <laughs> it was you,
0: like i want to be master
3: jump, chief you couldn't yep, jump you real
0: high you weren't invincible it was it was fun i remember i think um
3: it was a cool game we had yeah, one of us had it we I played it when we it. lived together yeah
0: yeah um, so you're dark uh, here yeah, in the dark year Hey, that was uh, a great year. There's
3: just a lot of games <laughs> and not much else getting done.
0: To answer this question for myself, I have been a long-time fan of the series. I've owned um probably every game up through 4 until um until I didn't have Guardians. I played Halo Wars. I played Halo Wars 2. Um we won't talk a lot about Halo Wars 2. But we'll talk a little bit about Halo Wars cuz it was a, a the the precursor to a lot of the story um always loved this game my high school years can kind of be defined by cramming 16 sweaty dudes into my basement with four xboxes all daisy chained together to do an actual land party oh wow wow yeah so you could get four xboxes on four tube tvs how many um, how many
1: cases of game fuel did you go through
0: Game Fuel didn't come out in two thousand and five. Oh, okay. Um, so. How many
1: cases of Volt did you go through? <laughs> uh,
0: we we certainly did have a lot of Mountain Dew, um, a lot of oven pizzas, but this was just like a core memory of mine. Like I remember, we bought a an actual LAN, like a router, to to network all the Xboxes together. So anyway, without further ado, Todd, wait, again, hold on. With further or, or, ado, with a quick from- thing for you. Um,
2: I have a feeling. And this feels dirty to say, but I have a feeling there are people who listen to this podcast too young to know what a LAN party is. Oh, Can you give us like an ELI-5 on LAN parties, please?
0: So LAN is an acronym, Local Area Network. And so um, a LAN party was where you would take a a router or modem, um, basically whatever kind of networking device you could plug actual... Cat, I think it was Cat five cable at that the, point. The
3: the phone cords, this is just the Ethernet phone cords. Yeah, the Ethernet. Yeah, cord. Ethernet cables. Yeah,
0: whatever you would plug Might from the back been of been your 4. Xbox, the thing you now use to to wired connect your your device of choice to the internet. Um, you would connect it to a box, and it would connect to three other boxes. Um, Xboxes, in this case. And <laughs> um, and then each Xbox could have four players on it, and so you'd have four TVs connected to four, and they were tube TVs. Back in my day, you were hefting around 80-pound tube televisions. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And so four Xboxes, four players, split screen. And so on a good night, you could have two Xboxes for each team, an eight-on-eight LAN party, um, I remember, this is the stupidest core memory of my high school, there was a school in our area that did, like, a a sale, and one of my buddies bought a 1,000 feet of Ethernet cable. Oh, (laughs) boy. Yeah, for, like, $10. And so he bought crimpers, and he would make these obnoxiously long cables, and so we'd literally put people in different corners of the house. (laughs) (laughs) Like, your team of four would be in one bedroom, another team of four in a different bedroom, and we would just have an incredible
1: time. It is my opinion that gaming peaked with LAN parties.
0: Mm. Yeah, Yeah. it was definitely a whole new level. Mm -hmm. Um, The fun thing, too, was that I think Halo was the first Halo Combat Evolved was the first game that you could find out what your Xbox was named. Every Xbox had a name. (laughs) Um, It'd be like Ghost um, or something like that. And then there was another game that came out. I think it might have been a Bloodweight game. It was some really weird game where you could rename (laughs) the name of your Xbox. I don't know. That's not what this is about today. If we're done with the further ado. I'm out of adus. Okay, yeah. good. So so today, since Mgrum 54, you have given us this opportunity, what I'm gonna do is tell you the whole story of Halo. I'm gonna give you the whole GD story. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. it there's a lot of like build-up, and then we'll go through at least the five games, the five main games. Um but on I a, promise you, once you get through the buildup, it just starts, the hits start coming.
1: On a scale from one to Kingdom Hearts. Where does this mm. fall?
0: Oh, we're like we're like a third of a kingdom heart. Um it's okay. it's yeah, it, this is what this is, is this is space MacGuffins, is what this is. Sounds like so, Animorphs.
2: We're in Animorphs territory.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this might be Animorphs territory. So so before we even get into so Halo, the first Halo is called Halo Combat Evolve. Now, before we get into that, there are two major games that come before that. So Halo Wars. And Halo Reach, which um, I'll talk a lot about Halo Wars first, and then I'll talk about Halo Reach a little bit, because Halo Reach is just probably one of my favorite inst- installments of Halo. Um, so
1: these are, you're going like in story order, from, not yes, release going, order. Okay. I'm going chronologically, not game. I was release like pre Halo 1. Halo 1 was Halo 1. What was before well, Halo well, 1? To push to push my my glasses up, <laughs>
0: Marathon was the game that that started it all. Um that was a thing by uh, the game creators that that kind of was the origin to
3: That was Bungie too, right?
0: Yeah, it was also Bungie. Um that was oh. the the precursor to the Halo series, but that doesn't matter. That's nothing. Um anyway, the story. So everything starts a hundred thousand plot years ago. And so what we have, what we have is we have this war between the forerunners, which are these like ancient, very technologically advanced aliens, and the flood. Now, if you've played Halo ever, you understand the flood is halo zombies. They're halo zombies that take over things. they they grow, they evolve bad news bears. So the forerunners at this point had built this like galaxy- wide empire. And they were doing great. Things were great all across the galaxy. They were in Like
3: all ancient civilizations, they (laughs) prospered. Things were
0: going fine. However, this whole, like, flood zombie situation, they were doing classic zombie things that you can't leave them alone because they're going to get stronger and there's more of them and they grow and they evolve. Um, A side note that's going to matter just for a hot second later, the Forerunners weren't the original, uh, you know, quote, guardians of the universe. Um, They... When you are the society or the group or the species that that take care of the universe, you have what is called the mantle of responsibility in the Halo <laughs> War. Um, oh, don't <laughs> laugh at that because it gets way, way, way wilder. When it's your turn, you have the talking stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the mantle of responsibility, which I'm going to say at least three more times today. That is uh,
3: some white man ass imperialistic <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, so the original group that held that was a was a group of species called the precursors. Um, the forerunners took that from the precursors. They they usurped them. They kicked them out, and so that is a thing that is important later. So a lot of the things that the forerunners have, they took from the precursors. Um, so anyway, we have the forerunners. And they start to go to war with humans because humans are the only other group that is starting to rival them in like technological advancement and power and growth. Anyway, Forerunners beat us. They beat our asses. Um, and then as punishment, they de-evolve us what? and they stuff they stuff us to earth. Like in the Mario movie? They do. De- <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Yeah, that is exactly what happens. So they 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 block our layup, they stuff us, and then they bench us. And Wait. that is just what happens here. Todd,
1: is this Eternals or is this Halo?
3: <laughs> no, it's, it's, Scientology. <laughs> it's Scientology. It's it Scientology.
1: It's It's a dash of everything. <laughs> so
0: anyway, we've got this whole like Forerunners versus Flood thing, and they're doing all right, but ultimately they say, hey, the Flood is this like endless hungering zombie thing we need a plan we need to figure something out of like what if we can't control this what are we going to do and so the forerunners this like intelligent alien civilization they come up with two two options a guy whose name is the didact this is going to be important later he is a main character forerunner and he says guys i got an idea let's build a bunch of fake shield planets all around the universe and I'm gonna fill them with robot monsters. And the monsters are going to be powered by the souls of fallen warriors, right? And and I'm gonna be able to put them there through an item called the Composer. Also, then you can let me control all of these souls and planets, and I will defend the universe accordingly. That's option oh, that,
3: 1. That seems like a perfectly reasonable idea.
0: <laughs> well, option 2, the forerunners say, okay, well that's we've got two options and that's one, what's the other one? Um the forerunners they build a bunch of these floating ring planets all across the universe. They call them halos. And they decide, hey, we can use these halos as super weapons to just erase big chunks of the universe. In case there's like a whole corner of the universe that we just need to double tap because it's gotten out of control <laughs> and we, we can't take care of it anymore because the flutter there. Um, spoiler alert, because the series is called Halo, option two wins. Uh, <laughs> we, we go with the building, building the halos. I think there's seven halos all across the universe. Um, so the didact instead, he's like, well, you know what? I'm going to take this thing that lets me control these souls and put them into monsters, and I'm going to go to Earth, and I'm going to take those souls, and I'm going to make ancient murder robots, and you can't stop me. However, he's stopped, because his <laughs>
1: <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert, he is stopped. <laughs>
0: yeah, his his wife, um, another forerunner titled, or named The Librarian, um, she, like, tattles on him before he does it, and they end up imprisoning him on one of those ancient shield planets that he had started to build. That shield planet is called Requiem. Mind you, you're finding all this out now, you three and listeners. <laughs> Before we even hit Halo 1, none of this is talked about again until Halo
3: 4.
1: These but at least are you got this knowledge. These are some. Matrix ass names. The composer, yes. the librarian. Yes, one hundred percent.
3: Todd, I have a vague memory of playing through the Halo One campaign and mm-hmm. hearing the composer and the librarian, though.
0: Um, not the librarian. I'm okay. just am i just
3: remembering Halo Four.
0: <laughs> you're just remember- you're thinking of Halo Four, but there are okay. there is a place called the library, which I will talk about uh, today oh, okay. because it cool. is it is again a core Halo memory of mine. Got so it. for. Just put all that stuff I told you on a shelf. We'll talk about it again in Halo 4. <laughs> so anyway, back to the Flood. Still doing a lot of killing and a lot of evolving. So the Flood, as they grow and they 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 eat and they devour, they evolve, they get smarter. And so the Forerunners are like, okay, we're going to build the smartest AI imaginable, which they name Mendicant Bias, and I don't think that matters, but we find out that that's a name because, again, we have Matrix names. Um they build an AI machine, and they're like, AI machine, you have to help us. We're the smartest aliens. You're the smartest AI machine. How can you help us beat the Flood? Um, and it's like, hey, we're doing these halo rings. Let's test it out. Let's, let's wipe a planet with one of those halo rings. So they do. And they're like, wow, this works really well. Well, the Flood, as they're like growing and growing, they build what's called a grave mind and a grave mind is when all the floods start working together and get stronger and smarter.
3: Like like a hive mind? Right? Like a hive, like a hive mind, mind, but
0: they're zombies, yeah. Mm. Yep. Oh so uh, I, I put in here a flood grave mind. It might be the flood grave mind, because like, it never really goes away. It sees this very bad planet-destroying technology, and so this grave mind speaks to Mendicant Bias, that AI machine, and corrupts it. And so, oh. how? That's a, it, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, how does it just do Matt, that? If you, if you, Matt, Matt Cole, <laughs> if you get stuck on this now, we will not get through this today. <laughs> All right, I yield. <laughs> so uh, it, they do it so because what, plot
1: is yeah. how they yeah. do it.
0: So what they end up with is that uh, we have the forerunners have now fall, fallen into a fighting zombies and Ultron situation because they're fighting hive mind zombies, grave mind zombies, and the smartest AI that they have created. And so the Forerunners are like, shit, we've really done it this time. So they build a thing called the Lesser arc. Um, This is what is titled Installation 00. But I thought, it, thought sits... it was titled the Lesser Ark. Yeah, it, does it has it have a couple two names? Of names. Matt, Matt, I need you to write all your questions down. <laughs> his paper, and then just throw them away. <laughs> so they build this thing, Installation 00, the Lesser arc, and it sits... Outside of the galaxy. I don't know what that means. That means far enough away <laughs> that it can't hurt anyone, I guess. Um, and on this lesser Ark, they have a copy of every species, like like DNA samples from every species. Oh,
1: like Noah's Ark. But,
0: yeah. like but, hap- but this happened 100,000 years ago before <laughs> Noah's Ark because these things don't make sense. And if you try and tie them to biblical or... Or cultural references, the timeline doesn't match up, Kyle. It won't ever match up. <laughs> so they use the Lesser Arc and they they build seven halos and the forerunners spread them across the galaxy and they they press the button. They press the button and it wipes all life. All life throughout all the entire galaxy. And then they use, they triggered it so the data reserves from that lesser arc repopulate the planets and they basically did a did a did a clean wipe and they're like everyone starts over everyone starts over the flood's dead everyone starts over except the flood wasn't dead and Ooh. so yeah.
1: <laughs> hold on so, I'm setting my timer until we get our Jesus allegory. Just continue. <laughs> well, well, Kyle,
0: you can just stop the timer because this is the creation story, but with Halos and aliens. Right, and right, I
1: now. get that. Now we, get, now we gotta go through the Old Testament and get to Jesus.
0: <laughs> what is this game? Yeah, well, wait, we're, the game hasn't even started yet. So, um, so anyway, a plot's amount of time passes, and now we have planets that are doing alien shit, and Earth... And then we have now expanded past Earth, and we have colonies all over because we are a space-faring species. And so, uh, as with all species, as they grow and, and develop, we face a civil war.
1: Ah, beans. And so,
0: ah. yeah. So, so anyway, one of the things that we know from history is that war always breeds technological advances. And so, what is it? The the blood alone. Spins the wheel of history, <laughs> um, and so uh, only in this case, instead of developing like black powder technology, a woman named Catherine Halsey creates what is known as the Spartan Two project. So, um, this is your this is your Halo Master Chief that we'll talk about shortly. the The story behind the Spartan Two program is that what Dr. Halsey was doing is her and her team were kidnapping kids. They would then replace the kids with terminally ill clones that would certainly die some amount of time Fuck. later. <laughs> yeah whoa. And then they would experiment well, because they could like the, the clones had to die so people wouldn't ask where their kids went. And then they would experiment on these kids to make big old super soldiers that would squash the rebellion is what their plan was. So she was making soldiers to stop the rebellion in this civil war.
1: This, this was the, fir- the in the first book. That I read. This was the, yes, the plot of the first
3: book. Huge bummer. Yeah, yeah it sure did.
0: was. Uh, yeah. Um, my and these bullet, are the heroes. Yeah. My next bullet point here, surprise, lots of kids died in the space version of the Winter Soldier program. And so, so what happened, though, is they were doing the Spartan 2 program, but before they could use the Spartan 2s to actually fight other humans, humanity made their first contact against some alien races uh, in a group that is known as the Covenant. So like if you've played any Halo game, you know the Covenant typically the bad guys. Um where yeah, human
3: pyramid heads and they run around. And they're like gremlins.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well so so where where humans are humans, um the Covenant is made up of a series of species. Uh just various species that that you know, um, that is your elites, your grunts, um your hunters, uh, uh, your um, your 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 bugs that fly in Halo to um, so <laughs> the, they're, the, the covenant. covenant, they're
1: like the like, Federation,
3: yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. That was exactly,
0: yeah. yep,
2: got
3: but it. They're like religious zealots, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're you like don't the know Federation, religious but, zealots
0: yet, but
2: oh, yes,
3: sorry.
0: no, it's okay. I, I actually point that out at one point. Um, I think my ears are bleeding,
3: I'm losing yeah. my mind. I, I can't, I can't pay attention because I'm looking at the glaze expression in Matt's face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so the covenant show up. And um, the first encounter is on a human planet named Harvest. And so the Covenant show up with their like vast it's a terrible incredible
3: name for a planet.
0: <laughs> well, it gets worse because <laughs> the, the Covenant show up with their incredible space technology and they, quote, glass the planet. So that is where they blast it with heat so strong that it turns the entire planet into glass. It's a whole oh, thing. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so this this is referenced in Halo Wars, um, and it's also just referenced a lot in the Halo lore in general, like the Battle of Harvest, which was just kind of a one sided circle kicking um, on on a human planet.
1: Genocide is what what a lot of people would call that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so we find out though that the Covenant, aside from just being like huge space assholes at this point, they are looking for Forerunner technology. And the reason why they went to Harvest is because somewhere hidden on Harvest because of Plot. Was a Toyota
1: dealership. A Toyota dealership
0: (laughs) um, was was a map to a bunch of Forerunner tech. I don't know why they had it there. For Plot's reason, it was there. And so what we find is that the Covenant, they take this map, and they're like, we're going to find all of this Forerunner technology. And so um, a a good side note right here, because it happens a lot, is that While the Covenant are hunting for all these relics, we come to find out that the Forerunners, all this tech that they had, had these, like, fail-safes where only humans could activate this tech. And, like, this is really dumb, but, like, it's a thing. And there are many times in the Halo games... Where a bad guy has to physically drag a human over to like a terminal or something and put their hand on it to activate it, much like a guard, uh, an unconscious guard used their hand on a door in, in, Mm -hmm. you know, Shang-Chi or like Fast and Furious movies or whatever. I have a question Um,
3: for clarity's sake. Um, Yes. Okay, so when the Arkham (laughs) Nepishtim blew everything to hell, (laughs) um, did it get rid of, did it destroy all the Forerunners or we think? Yes okay but it yes, didn't destroy it... the humans
0: um well no everything got wiped out everything okay. but the forerunners had already put in motion so remember how installation zero zero was outside of the universe because
3: that's not how physics works but please continue it? it was outside of the galaxy the galaxy, the galaxy, galaxy is
0: actually <laughs> yeah um the galaxy is
3: the right it was in one. the multiverse yeah <laughs> 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 they <laughs> was hanging out <laughs> with wat <laughs> <Uatu>, the watcher <laughs> yes
0: they like they like they pinged it. And they were like, hey, start our mobile order. And then they tanked the entire galaxy. And since it was outside of the galaxy, then it's like, ah, we got it. We're populating planets again.
2: Okay, Uh, another question for clarity's sake. I don't think you answered my
3: question. It's It's not a good answer. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I still absolutely have the same question that Andrew had. But Mm -hmm. a different question for clarity's sake. So the Forerunners built fail-safe technology in so only humans could use their... Technology, that is what we know at Mm. this point.
0: Yes. Okay, but the forerunners weren't humans, right? No, they weren't. Which is a good question. Can I can I answer your question? Yeah, that's why I asked it. Please do. (laughs) Well, so
2: he
3: means can he answer it later because he hasn't gotten there yet?
0: Well, okay, so there so there is a plot reason for this whole like only humans can activate it, and so that was remember how like I don't know fifteen minutes ago I said that. (laughs) The forerunners usurped the precursors, um, the precursors <laughs> that initially had all these plans and, and everything. Um, they identified humanity as the group that should actually
1: protect the universe. Oh, um, well, they of were course
2: the, they did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah,
1: Todd, so, is there a, is there an annex at the end of this that has all the, <laughs> the all citations? The terms and like <laughs> who they are? It was,
3: it was a series of golden tablets.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and no only I can see them. You guys can't see them. I need a um, flow
3: chart.
1: This, yeah, is, so, this is way better, by the way, if every time you sit, you hear Todd say they're searching for forerunner technology. You imagine just an SUV and not some like weird alien weapon. <laughs> <laughs> it's way better gonna, if you do that. I'm going to say that a lot. <laughs> the But Matt, the, the
0: point that you brought up. So the precursors built the technology that the forerunners then took. And the precursors had put fail-safes in there because they thought that humanity should be the next ones to take up the mantle of responsibility, which is the honor slash burden of safeguarding all life in the universe. Which, the only reason why I brought up any of this, any of it whatsoever, is one, it's going to come up again later, just the mantle of responsibility. But two, in Halo, the game, sometimes you'll hear elites refer to humans as reclaimers Mm. And you're never really get you never really get that explained. Well, you come to find out that it becomes known that humanity were supposed to be the ones to take up like the mantle of responsibility. So they were supposed to reclaim
1: their title. I
0: see. Yeah, which feels pretty like revisionist white people history, and I don't like it. So um,
1: it's a game about marines, so it's not too far
0: (laughs) off. Anyway, so after this, like, whole glassing of Harvest situation, the Floods show up. Flood's not gone. Flood never went away. Um, the, Do we know the, why or how or is it just no, because of they just never go away. Got it. Okay. Um, and so I think they were actually on a different planet at this point. It's not important. Anyway, they blow that planet up. Everyone's out. So that is Halo Wars. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, Halo Wars and basic plot. So... Just real quickly, my favorite Halo game, Halo Reach. Halo Reach is also, um, it, it comes before Halo Combat Evolve. And so, when we get to Halo Reach, um, we find out there's a Spartan 3 program. You know what's cool about the Spartan 3 program? Significantly less stolen stolen children involved Hooray. in the Spartan 3 program.
1: But, but not a zero
0: amount of stolen children. It's, well, it's hard to say if it's zero or not, because you end up, um, you are playing... The title, uh, I think your your noble six is your is your name. You join what's called noble team, and there is one Spartan two on the noble team. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, his name is uh, his name is Jorge um, or George. I can't remember what they actually end up calling it in the game. Um, it's it's certainly typed out as Jorge, but it could certainly be George. Who's to say? For
1: clarification, Master's Chief is a Spartan two. Like he is, and and you and then you can this tell is threes. Okay.
0: Yeah, you can tell the difference between Spartan 2s and 3s because 3s are normal-sized human beings that are just, like, combat-enhanced, whereas Spartan 2s are, like, two-foot-tall, like, higher, two feet taller than the average human being and, like, Amazon Goliath humans. They are monsters.
1: Okay. So Master Chief is, like, eight feet tall canonically? Yeah, he's he's a brick sherry house. He's a a very
0: tall (laughs) man. (laughs) Um, well, so here, this, this noble, this noble team. Um, so this is still like, it's after it's after like harvest had happened. It's after, well, this, this talks about reach, which is like the fall of reach is a really big deal in the halo lore as well. And this is the story of reach. And so noble team is told, Hey, there are some insurrections, insurrectionists that you got to stop. There's a, there's a ding dang insurrection and you got to go, you got to go knock it out. And you're like, yes, we are good soldiers. We will do that. Well, we come to find out it's actually Covenant. Wouldn't you know? It's, it's, it's Covenant. Ah. Who'd have um, thought? Who'd have thought in this game of Halo, uh, which this game comes out after Halo 3, so you're well aware of the Covenant at this point, so everyone thought. Um, what you do find out is that you have to rescue Dr. Halsey, which, if you remember, that's the person who started the Spartan 2 program. Kidnapped, that kidnapped all children. those babies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So the biggest thing about about um Halo Reach and if you've ever played this uh, you can either agree or be wrong. Um it's a really good story that involves all of your best friends dying one by one. Um yeah. And it I will is, agree
3: Halo Reach kicks ass. I Halo Halo like, Reach like that is game a lot. so
0: good. It was the first it was the first online Halo game that had like a, a firefight where it was like waves of bad guys that you were fighting as a team. Mm. Um and really incredibly compelling storyline. And I've put in my notes here, it's, I think, the only video game that's ever made me cry. And so um, for those of you who are in our Patreon um, and able to access our notes, we do not have a uh, an Imgur library, but what we do have is links to the best YouTube clips of these scenes. And so I'll go ahead and kind of describe them just in case you're, you're not in our Patreon. But the two I linked here are... Um, Jorge or George, I do. I think they call him George. Um, George's death and Cat's death. I think two of the most heartbreaking death scenes in the game. And so for George's death, you're up on a Covenant cruiser, and you have to blow it up. And you're doing this like partner buddy mission with George, and he looks at you and he's like, "We got to manually detonate it." And uh, your guy Noble Six is like, "Well, that's a that's a one way trip." And George goes, "Gotta punch your ticket sometime." And he like picks you up. And throws you out of the ship. And like you watch, you watch from your perspective as like the ship blows up and George is still up there. And it's like a really tough moment because you and George like fought your way through this, you know, Covenant cruiser.
1: I'm watching it uh, right now. It's it's pretty cool. I watched yeah, it uh, earlier
0: and I
2: I had a lot of questions as to why he like the the guy who sacrificed himself. Picked you up like a soft little doll, and he's a Spartan shit. two. Yeah, okay. Yep.
0: He's he's a Spartan two, and he's three and a half feet taller than you. His big thing is he carries around big guns the entire game. Unsurprising.
1: He's your heavy um, for the game.
0: He is your heavy. And then the other clip I put in here is Cat's death. So Cat is like, um, she might play the role of like a sniper on your team, but she has a mechanical arm. She's just a total badass. And her death comes out of nowhere. Um, she gets hit by, like, a sniper bullet. And you're just not ready for it. Um, when it happens, when you're watching, just, like, an incredible
1: an incredible she, moment. she a leaf on the wind, Todd? She's a leaf on the wind,
0: yep. <laughs> the 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 last one that I didn't put in here, Emile's death, is I think the last death you see in the game. Um, I won't link it in here because it's not quite as cool. But, like, Emile basically says, like, I'll give you cover fire, and you go and run and do your little, like, stupid part of the mission. And you turn and see elites are starting to swarm his, like, turret gun. And he, like, gets out and, like, punches an elite in the face and then stabs one in the neck. And, like, it's just this really, really cool moment. Um, anyway, that's me talking about how Halo reaches maybe the best installation of Halo games they've put out there. But the whole thing is at the end of all this, Dr. Halsey sends Noble Team to a ship called the Pillar of Autumn... And uh, their big thing is that like whoever lives out of Noble Team, they are trying to save an advanced artificial intelligence named
3: Cortana. And so, if uh, you play they're trying Halo, to save, they're trying to save Windows Ten.
1: Save Windows 10. <laughs> Cortana, like hot, hot
0: space mommy. Yeah, it is. It is hot, it is hot space mystique, and you are saving her because she's your AI. And so, with all that, we will enter into combat, evolve territory right after this break.
2: Hey, are you ready for Mephisto to be in this show? Because he's going to be in the show.
3: <laughs> From the nerds that debate this comes The Ploose is Loose, a podcast where we break down every episode of the latest MCU shows being aired on Disney+.
0: Dottie was going to be the embodiment of Mephisto. I feel very strongly that whether it was Mephisto. I do not
3: think this is Mephisto.
0: I'm Mephisto. You Mephisto. I'm going to keep saying Mephisto. I'm Mephisto. Shards of Mephisto. Mephisto. <laughs> it. It's Mephisto. <laughs> How many times can we say Mephisto in this podcast?
3: Each week we talk through plot details easter eggs and our own predictions for how the shows will end her
2: husband who she talks about but we've yet to see is oh yeah likely going to be mephisto
0: be she me mephisto the
3: mailman mm. is mephisto uh. everyone is mephisto <laughs>
0: <laughs> mephistology the study of mephisto
3: okay so let's talk about this mephisto bit schindler's mephisto find us on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you download podcasts.
0: What we didn't get were any Mephisto sightings. I'll be at the bar drinking a beer and waiting for Mephisto to show up. All right, so we're back. Um, Now we're going to go through the actual game. So that was all the precursor, Halo Wars, Halo Reach. I want to go through the five uh, main game installments. Um, A brief touch we'll do on on Halo Wars 2, because that happens right before Halo Infinite. Um, Probably important to note that if you actually buy into Xbox Game Pass right now, all the Halo games are on it. You can just inj- inject Halo into your veins.
1: Um, Mainline ha- Halo, yeah. Halo,
0: Halo in one arm, Mountain Dew in the other arm, and just live <laughs> your best life again.
1: Pretend it's 2007 again and <laughs> and forget all cares in the world. <laughs> You're invincible. Nothing can hurt you. We are not so, sponsored
2: by Halo or Xbox Game Pass. Thank you.
1: Or Mountain Dew. <laughs> or or PepsiCo.
0: <laughs> or anybody. Really. <laughs> So, Halo Combat Evolved. If you played Halo, like, you're going to be very familiar with the story. Um, it does a good bit of world building, but not a ton. Um, we actually don't get a lot of world building for a little bit, which is wild. But you start on the the Pillar of Autumn, is the the ship that you are on. And you are fleeing um, the Covenant. You're fleeing from Reach, which was where Halo Reach took place, wouldn't you know? Um the Pillar of Autumn ends up jumping through like slip space, which is you're gonna see is another theme here. Um, human ships going into hyperspace portals that when they don't know where they're gonna lead them to, and that's what makes that game happen. Um, Pillar of Autumn's
3: like we're it's, gonna, gonna kind of like a sci-fi trope, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah,
0: and it is. It happens in a lot of these games, maybe every game. Now that I'm thinking about it, but the Pillar of Autumn goes through slipspace and it appears out by a halo ring a giant halo planet um this is installation zero four so the fourth halo ring the
1: ring is installation zero four
0: yes that okay. is the name of this we don't know that when we see it we're like hey ring planet cool um we come to find out it is called installation zero four and so uh the captain of the ship his name is captain keys Um, we meet his daughter later. I don't know if I referenced that. She becomes a captain because Captain Keyes dies. Um, Captain Keyes. Spoilers. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Um, Man, if you think that's spoilers, all the plot I gave you is a huge spoiler. Oh, I know. Because you actually don't (laughs) know any of that lore yet. Um, So Captain Keyes, seeing this planet, seeing all the Covenant that are around it, says it is time to wake up our, our secret weapon, the Spartan II of legend, John one one seven, better known as our protagonist. John
3: Halo. Yeah, John,
0: <laughs> John, John Halo, halo chief, um, <laughs> master chief, John one one seven. And so um, this is you. You're, you're the halo man. Um, and captain key says, we're going to that planet. We're crash landing. I think is what happens. Um, and he says, you need to protect Cortana. Um, she is the most important thing that this game is going to talk about for the next 20 years. Um, she, she she is the most important MacGuffin who is going to unlock doors for you and give you commentary. Um, take this blue bodysuited hologram. She is yours now. And so thus we begin the story of John 117 and Cortana, a.k.a. Space Peter Pan and Tinkerbell, as we go through this all together. Space and so, Link and Navi. Yes, Space Link and Navi. Um, that's a very good, very good comparison. So you crash land on this Halo, um, and you're trying to find Captain Keys because he rode the Pillar of Autumn down, um, I think, or was captured or something. Um, but instead, you end up in your search for Captain Keys. You find a place called the Library. Um, so that's why you said the librarian earlier. Librarian, library, not right. the same thing. Cool. Um, <laughs> not at all do, related. Really? Not at all related. No. <laughs> huh. um, no. Uh, the library, though, is where you have your first encounter with the Flood. And so, um, for those of you in our notes, I have the link to the Flood theme. With The first time you meet the, the Flood, you get this song. And it is, like, burnt into my brain as a core memory of Halo Combat Evolved. Because you, like, wind your way through finding footage and seeing dead bodies. And then you get... It's one of those, you find the thing you're looking for, which is, like the map of the halo or whatever. And you fight your way out with the flood coming at you. And it's, it's pretty rad.
3: It's, it's one of my favorite played out action game tropes 100%. where like you, you find yourself in an abandoned laboratory and yep. you have to go all the way down into the basement of the laboratory and see all of the, the tanks and the stuff. And you're like, Hmm, interesting that all of these paths <laughs> are carved out in this very intricate maze mm-hmm. and all of these things are here, but nothing's attacking me yeah, and then you fight your way back out. and then you have to fight your mm-hmm. way back out. yeah.
0: um, it's it's I think maybe the first time that you're given a shotgun in the game and you're like, this is great. Who would have thought the shotgun does well against zombies? Um, uh, but we don't call <laughs> them zombies. They're the flood. Anyway, uh, you come to find out that the flood had been imprisoned here on this halo planet somehow because of plot because when they made Halo One, they weren't thinking about anything else that came after it. And somehow, because the Covenant found this halo with you, they've been poking around on this planet, and now they have released the the Flood upon this planet, which means Flood has access to new hosts, which means Flood has access to new hosts and their technology. Um, So it's super, super important. This far into the game, and from everything I've told you, we uh, just start to find out that the Covenant are a bunch of religious zealots. Um, We just start to get the whole Covenant's bit that like they're not just aliens that are being mean that the covenant think that the halos are tools that will help them get to the great journey um i'm putting that in quotations the great journey is their like spiritual enlightenment
1: so sp- space rapture
0: yeah. yeah their space rapture 100 like that's what this is to them and that they think that the that activating a halo will will start the great journey um a special note We, the player, do not know that Halos are universe-wiping weapons yet. We do not know that. That is important.
1: They're just big ring planets so far, right? Big ring
0: planets. We found one. It's a big ring planet. Um, The Covenant want to activate it for their great journey. We don't want really anything to do with it. So we meet 343 Guilty Spark. Um, If you have played some of the Fallout games, 343 Guilty Spark is like a, a... kind of a british voiced ibot yeah um, that's exactly what
2: it looks like. well i mean i don't know i i can't see the british voice in this sure, google yeah. image search but they, he does look like an <laughs> ibot he,
0: he does look like he does look like uh an ibot um he's a he's a little, little happy little like he's he's your new navi so um that
3: but before he's, we he's steven merchant in portal 2 is
1: the, <laughs> yes um destiny is also a bungee property
3: yeah. yeah, you you no, wouldn't know that, De- would you? No further Destiny questions. Is, <laughs> Destiny is just different Halo.
1: It Got different it. Halo.
3: Yeah, instead of instead of a uh, space rapture, it's space space sphere in the sky, space moon wizard mm-hmm. that okay. grants me- wizard wizard powers. We'll do Destiny another yeah. time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so while we're doing this exploring, we find three four three guilty spark. Who's this fun guy? And he's like, Oh well, you know, if we if we activate the Halo, we'll destroy the Flood. And everyone collectively is like, well, that sounds great because the flood's pretty bad, right? So let's activate this plant, <laughs> this this halo ring. Uh, again, special note, at this point when he tells us that and we say, yes, this is a great idea, we still do not know this is a universe-wiping weapon. Uh, we have no knowledge of this. Got it. Uh, however, shortly thereafter, we do find out that this is a universe-wiping weapon that will, quote, destroy all life in a 25,000 light-year radius. Um, seems like a lot does and it seems like an awful lot yeah yeah and, and i'm pretty sure 343 guilty spark just like offers up that knowledge to us and we're like wait it'll do what he's like oh yeah it'll just it'll destroy the flood and, and everything else
3: um so is it is do they ever say like what it does like Dudley's just like just like a big control or a big explosion or? just a
0: big explosion yeah. um yeah i don't know hmm. uh well instead of doing any of that um Cortana and and Master Chief decide that they are going to blow up the core, like the hyperdrive core of the Pillar of Autumn, which crash-landed, the big ship that crash-landed here. And that will then blow up the ring, which is not the same thing as the ring blowing itself up. Yes. Um, So if you have played through Halo 1, what you know is the final level is called the Maw, and you get to do a sweet Dukes of Hazard warthog escape from an exploding planet.
1: Um, that is it, that does sound pretty cool, yeah. That sounds I, rad.
0: I, I went back and watched it, like the graphics, so the first they did
3: it for all three games, yes. <laughs> well, Of
0: course, <laughs> um, I don't think you don't get that, you don't get it in you Halo 2, it, but too. in Halo 3, they do it again. Um, they do it like almost shot for shot in Halo 3, which my favorite is that both in Halo 1 and 3, big warhog escape if somehow you lose your Warthog or get it stuck or something, you only have to run about 20 feet in any direction. There's always conveniently another Warthog waiting for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, if you played Halo 1, like, you you love this. And so you trigger the Pillar of Autumn to escape. You actually have to steal the the key to activate the Pillar of Autumn from a dead Captain Keys who is being turned into a flood. Like, you punch into his face and like, take the key out of his dead body, and then activate the pillar of autumn. The
2: whole thing. Wait, what?
0: Um, yeah, he he was captured and like eaten by the flood, so he's turning into flood, and so you have to murder him. And but take like, the is key the key? From him. The key is inside of his body. He's like encased in a cocoon, um, and you punch through his like <laughs> the key chest was cavity.
2: In the key was inside was, of him the whole time. <laughs>
1: yeah. um,
0: there is an irony to Captain Keys
1: because he's Captain has a key. Keys. Yeah, you have to oh. kill him to get the.
0: So you do this sweet escape um you you leave you fly away on a, a just a randomly placed um escape ship called the Longsword you fly away it's fine. Um okay, that's Halo 1. Halo 2. You are Master Chief and you're getting space medals. For your space combat that you've done, because you did good combat in space from the space wars. Because it's
1: evolved. It's the, end of, it's the end of a new hope, and you destroyed the Death Star.
0: Yeah. Well, and again, like we did combat evolved. There's no like subtext or subtitle for Halo 2 or 3, but then we get <laughs> we don't get it for four, then we get another one in five. Uh, it's so dumb. Um it's like Marvel movie naming conventions. For a while they stuck with something and then they changed it, and now they're back. So you are on a ship getting space medals and then wouldn't you know it some covenants show up because that's how this stuff goes. And so if you've played Halo 2, this like first scene is huge because at one point you end up on another covenant or the covenant plant a bomb on your ship and you disarm it and and Cortana or you go how much time was there Cortana and she goes <laughs> she goes
1: don't ask impeccable it, master chief impression
0: time it's real good <laughs> uh it's very good but the 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 captain of the ship that you're on says like says like all right we're going to go do space stuff and and master chief goes permission to leave the ship and he goes why <laughs> and master chief goes to give the Covenant back their bomb. And there's this really stupid moment where he, like, drags the bomb across <laughs> the bay really slowly and then, like, pushes it out and rides the bomb as it flies towards a Covenant cruiser. And it's actually very cool how that happens. I am um,
1: watching it's, this moment as yeah, we speak. Yeah, it's, it's, like, um, it's like the Stanley Kubrick movie. Um, yes. How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb or whatever that's called.
0: It is... It is probably important to say here that after the success of, of Halo, um, that was you know Halo One came out in like 2001,
1: to November 2001.
0: Yeah, Halo Two came out three years later, and I think that they just juiced up as much as they could. Like we know what you want, we're gonna do it, and we're gonna do it big, because um, this was this was huge. This is my first midnight video game release that I went to with Halo. This
1: 2. was like the first midnight video game release the world went to like this was like, (laughs) yeah, like a huge, huge, huge release there. You'll find pictures of celebrities at this, at various locations for this release. Like it was a big deal.
0: Well, like I mentioned in the first game, Halo combat evolved, there's this whole like space fight. And wouldn't, you know, it, uh, they're, they're now chasing the covenant ship. Um, and they are on a ship called in Amber clad, and they end up in slip space, um, chasing the ship. And wouldn't you know it, they pop out next to another halo. Oh there boy. Another halo. And this is like a big deal. Cause you're like, oh shit. Like how can, here's another halo. Like what's going on here? Um, it is at this point that we start to find out who is leading the covenant. And it is these three prophets named mercy, regret, and truth. Um, which is actually kind of cool, just like those naming conventions for these three like religious fronts to this fake religion in space. Mm -hmm. Um, Their goal is that they want to activate this halo that they found to destroy humans,
1: I guess. Um, Have you met any humans? It makes sense.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which, again, is (laughs) just really interesting because these are the three heads of the covenant that don't understand what the halo will do should they activate it, but they do think that, that... it'll at least destroy the humans. And so I think that sounds good. Um, it is not many missions in, but you end up, Oh, important note. Halo two is where we introduced boarding vehicles and hijacking vehicles. Um, that mechanic was introduced in Halo two. And that's important to tell you because you fight um, the Prophet of regret by like shooting his flying, you know, floating chair uh, with rockets. And then you <laughs> jump up. Yeah, no wait. Then you jump up and you hijack his chair And the game gives you a prompt that, like, says press X to punch. And you punch (laughs) this alien to death while you're flying on his chair with him. It's very good and cool. It's a great moment.
1: There's a metaphor in there somewhere. Punching regret to death.
0: (laughs) Well, so you destroy the prophet of regret. And you're like, cool, one down, two to go. And at this point, you, like, exit his temple. And Master Chief is, like, dusting his hands off and then teleporting above you is the mobile flying covenant space city of high charity and it shows up yeah those are all, that's exactly what it is and it rains down fire upon regrets location trying to kill master chief and so master chief does this like dumb running animation and jumps into the water <laughs> and you're like oh you're safe in the water but this like spooky gross tentacle like swoops up and grabs him and drags him down off screen and you're like what's going on now, it doesn't happen necessarily in this in this order in the game, but while all this is happening, Halo 2 does introduce us to like our they had a name for this like the dual dual protagonist. Like it's not your it's not your protagonist, it's the this oh, the, the, hmm. there's a name for this. I looked it up today. If there are two protagonists, they are not called protagonists. They're there's a title. Hold on. We've got
3: Google. Yeah. We can rebuild it. We
0: have the technology and I'll I'll edit this
3: deuteragonist
0: deuter yeah clean cut so halo 2 all during this it, halo 2 does uh introduce us to the deutagonist is that dude
1: is that the you word already one?
3: missed it, I already also, missed
1: it. Deuteragonist. also deuteragonist no one deuteragonist. knows what that means
3: so there's no point in saying it because people don't okay. know what that means
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm, i'll make a good cut out of this somehow
0: <laughs> and that that person that we get introduced to is a a person or a an alien, an elite, named the Arbiter. And so this this person, the Covenant Elite, uh, who is named uh, Thal Vadam, which is, I'm sure, not how it's pronounced, this is an elite who fell from grace after his failures on Installation 04, the Halo from Halo 1. He was not able to stop Master Chief there, but survived by fleeing. And so to make this part all make more sense and be a little bit quicker... The Covenant have their own, like, suicide squad system where if you're an elite who's in charge of something and you do bad, but you live, they they strip you of all of your rank, they strip you of your sweet elite armor, they give you a mark of shame on your chest, but then they give you new dope armor and they basically send you to do an impossible task. Mm. And that is your way to, like, solve your problem or die with some shred of honor. And, like, the two... In the Halo lore, there's just a ton of things that they've done in Important Arbiters, but the two that they name-drop in the game is uh, an Arbiter was able to end the Grunt Rebellion, which Grunts are the smallest, whiniest little aliens. Um, a, an Arbiter was also able to tame the Hunters, which Hunters are these smart masses of worms that connect inside of armor and are really tough to kill in Halo. Um
3: Anyway, those are the brutes. Am I remembering that wrong?
0: Brutes are the big monkey monkey people.
1: I oh, vaguely man. remember someone talking a Halo story at me and being very excited that you got to play as a as an elite. That was like a big, a big selling point slash twist of Halo 2.
0: And it was neat because you had active camouflage. You could, act, you yeah. could like activate, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and it would recharge. So you have this, you have this hunter, or sorry, you have this, this elite, um, the arbiter. This is your new like second main character. And his impossible task is that, and this is before the other, uh, that that prophet of regret dies, but like this is early on. His task is that he has to go destroy a group of covenant that have defected away that are called the heretics. Um and so the heretics are a group of Covenant that actually figured out that halos will destroy everything and that they're wildly dangerous. And they're like, we won't do the thing you want us to do anymore. We're out. <laughs>
1: we don't <laughs> want to do a genocide.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, these are not portals to paradise. These are weapons of mass destruction. We're out. And so um, the Arbiter is tasked with with destroying the heretics. And so, um, again, I put a link in here in our notes. But we were talking a little bit off, off recording that – Halo 2's soundtrack slapped. It had some big artists in there, um, at least big for the time, big for 2004. Slapped, uh, breaking...
1: slapped in a way, in a very 2005 heavy metal way that, like, yes. you would never use slapped in this context, mm-hmm. but yeah. it slapped. <laughs> uh, namely Breaking Benjamin and Incubus.
0: So Incubus did a song called Follow, a track. Yeah, yeah, Matt, I see
2: you. I have the track list pulled up. There is a third very important guest band to complete the 2004 trifecta of Breaking Benjamin and Incubus, and I'm curious if anybody knows who it is. They have the last song on
0: the album.
3: I'm going to go for Hoobastank. Avenge Sevenfold.
0: No, I was going to
3: five yeah, finger death know. punch
1: no.
2: <laughs> andrew my dude with no hesitation nailed whoopersting <laughs> that's no so connected closes the uh, so halo good. 2 original soundtrack
0: so this track awesome. by incubus called follow is the music that like the the hard like snare drum like entrance in is when you board a banshee to chase the heretic and it's like a really really dope oh, it's red. like yeah it's so good um the because he like triggers his whole like station to fall apart and like everything's crumbling so anyway you arbiter one of the heroes of the story you do stop him hey you ran into your friend uh, i bought 343 guilty spark who's there for plot reasons and 343 guilty spark who is probably the one that told the heretic about the rings. He's about to ruin the entire plot of the game for you, the Arbiter, and tell you what the Halos do. But then the new hired muscle, uh, which is a brute, uh, which is a big monkey monster man named Tartarus kidnaps, uh, or, or I bought naps (laughs) three, four, three guilty spark and stops him from ruining the entire plot of the game. So the reason why I tell you this after we find out that regret dies is that the Arbiter returns back to the prophets and finds out that the elites have actually been demoted as guards because that prophet was killed by master chief. And so now the brutes, these big monkey people are the ones in control and the elites are all shamed. Mm. Um, And so anyway, at this point, the Arbiter is sent off to find the new MacGuffin item that will set off another halo and search for the great journey. That's his new impossible task. We, we go through some plot after a while, and the Arbiter ends up falling into a trap where that same brute that that like snuck up on him earlier does the Spartan kick and kicks him into a hole. That's the plot. He kicks the Arbiter <laughs> into a hole. And suddenly, another one of those tentacle things that, that is attached to a monster that looks like a giant Audrey II from Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> um, this is a monster called the Gravemind. And so if you were to just oh, look up... Oh, it's
1: like the other... It's like the thing from the beginning.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So I don't... Again, a Grave Mine, the Grave Mine. I don't know if it's a it's a whole thing. Um, the Grave Mine, who has Master Chief and one Gross Tentacle, and the Arbiter and the other Gross Tentacle, ruins... This is the plot dump. This is the actual first time we get this, that he tells you, or it tells you, you're here trying to like disarm this mega-weapon because this is a weapon of mass destruction, Master Chief, you, Covenant Arbiter, you're trying to start your great journey. These are one in the same. If you successfully trigger this halo, everything dies. Okay. And then the three of them do a three-way predator handshake, and they go their separate ways to solve this problem.
3: (laughs) Now kiss. (laughs) Yeah,
0: now kiss. Kiss. So, um, effectively, they're both sent on their own missions to, like, stop the halo from triggering um, fast forward, the Arbiter murders, uh, Tartarus, the, the, the giant monkey guard, um, saves the day. Uh, but at that point we find out that there is a new MacGuffin out there because this is <laughs> nothing but MacGuffins all the way down, that there is a new, uh, version of a nuclear football item that will blow all of the halos throughout the universe. Oh, um, geez. It exists out there. Yeah. And we got to stop it. And so... There's a moment where we watch the Prophet of Mercy gets eaten by some flood, which is pretty cool. Um, And this is a whole big moment. Like, you as Master Chief, you are, like, chasing down the Prophet of Truth. Like, he is spewing all these lies. You're like, I'm going to find this man. I'm going to board his chair, and I'm going to punch him in the face, and I can't wait. And, like, me being a junior in high school, I was jazzed. Um, (laughs) And so the Prophet of Truth, he gets into his ship, and he starts flying away. And uh, Cortana's like... I got to keep this thing going. I can't go with you, Master Chief. Go get in the the tube that launches you. Go get him. And so Master Chief launches himself through this, like, another slip space thing. And he lands in the back of the Prophet of Truth's ship. And uh, there's this whole clip where the the, the ship does a a slip space jump. And you hear some, like, UNSC freighter is like, we're going to fire on this ship. And Master Chief goes... Hold that, hold, that sh- hold that order. Don't fire on this ship. Hold that order. Don't fire on this ship. And they go, it's the dumbest thing. They go, Master Chief, what are you doing on that ship? And he goes, finishing the fight. Roll credits. <laughs> I was so mad. That's so I, stupid. I yelled. <laughs> i yelled i was so so mad oh my is, is this God. the grave mind this little guy <laughs> i was scrolling
2: google images of the grave mind and found <laughs> halo 2 but the grave mind is a worm on a string
0: that's really funny <laughs> well speaking oh, of the grave man. mind at the end of this uh we find out that uh, in the hurry to leave this like ring planet the Grave Mine is now in control or at least ownership of Cortana because she had to be left behind for plot reasons. Um, Also, the Covenant abandoned their flying Covenant City of High Charity and the Grave Mine has that too.
1: So this is the the Empire Strikes Back of the Halo (laughs) series. They're all, you know, they just picked up Luke at Cloud City. He lost his hand. Everyone's sad. Didn't we just do
3: this? Didn't we just do this? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was Avatar. Like, man, is everything just Star Wars but different? Everything yes. is Star Wars. Yeah, and, um, everything
1: since 1975 has just been Star Wars with different skin.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, if you thought that so, Halo Two gave us some really good plot setup. Halo Three is not going to give us good plot setup. Halo Three was made to 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 correct the injustices of Halo 2's multiplayer that needed fixed and give us some semblance of an ending to the game. And so. Master Chief is on this Covenant ship. The ship blows up. He falls off something. He crashes to Earth. Um, uh, Conveniently, very close to his friend, Sergeant Johnson, who finds him. And we find out that the Prophet of Truth is going to blow up all the halos. Um, And he's going to do that by finding a portal, because there's portals everywhere, that leads to that lesser arc, Installation 00, that I talked about earlier, because that is a trigger where all the halos can be fired. Um, wouldn't you know it? The portal that leads to the Lesser arc is on Earth, because of much it like is. in much <laughs> yeah. like Infinity Stones, everything's on Earth. Yeah, is it in like New York City?
3: Is the portal uh, in actually, Brooklyn?
0: It's actually in Africa. Oh, um, yeah, it's
3: different. Yeah, they yeah. they
0: use it as like they. So again, in the creation story of Halo, uh, life created <laughs> life. Life began on Africa's continent, um, and so that is the whole thing in Numabasa. Is is where it's at.
3: Something, something, manifest destiny. Something, yeah, something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So they, would you know it, open a portal, and Master Chief is like, "I'm going into that portal right now." And I think this is where he goes with Captain Keys' daughter, who also dies in this game. So bummer for their family. Um. And but he doesn't make it through that portal before a Covenant cruiser containing a whole bunch of flood crash onto Earth. And also, he gets a message from Cortana that is like. You need to go through that portal. And he's like, hell yeah, I'm going (laughs) through that portal, imaginary girlfriend, I'm in. And so uh, we get a space pursuit. He goes through the portal. So we have Master Chief and the Arbiter and ultimately a horde of Flood. uh, that They all team up at some point in this game to stop... Uh, the Prophet of Truth. It's actually a really cool thing because Master Chief and Arbiter, like, we got to stop him. And then, like, a bunch of Flood show up behind him, and they're all talking, like, a We Are Legion, We Are Many um, thing where they're like, we will stop you. And so you're fighting alongside Flood, which is super dope because they're, like, killing things and recruiting things, and it's awesome. Um, This whole thing ends, like, you face down the Prophet of Truth, and you're like, I'm going to murder this. I'm going to punch this man. (laughs) I'm going to punch him in his stupid face only for, like, him to be attacked by Flood, and he starts dying slowly. And there's a really cool scene, which I linked in our notes, where he's giving his, like, death monologue. And he's like, I'm the prophet of truth. My truth will be heard, blah, 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 throughout the universe. And the Arbiter takes an energy sword, and he says, you must be silenced, and stabs him in the chest. Um, It's like a pretty, like, as much as I wanted to Master Chief punch this guy, I was happy to see this happen that way. Um, anyway, wouldn't you know it Master Chief disarms the nuclear football? Um that's good. That happens with one Great second up.
1: left before it detonates. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, well, and I mean, they're at installation zero zero, which is outside of our galaxy. So um it, the detonating all the other rings would have destroyed our galaxy, but he is currently outside of the galaxy. Um, in that process that he disarms that nuclear football, he finds out the lesser arc is also currently, building a new halo to make up for the one that we destroyed in Halo 1.
1: Oh, it's like, okay. It's, it's
0: yeah. 3D printing a, halo, oh, yeah. a new halo right yeah. in front of us. <laughs> and so they get the idea that they're like, let's just blow up this halo. We'll blow up this halo. We use the whole,
1: halo to destroy the halo. We
0: use the halo <laughs> to destroy the halo. Um, because if we destroy this halo, it'll destroy this thing that keeps building halos, and we're done. And so they're like, we're going to do this. And then the Gravemind is like, but wait, we're here, and we don't want to die. So like we're not going to let you do that. And so friends, enemies who have become friends become enemies again. And the game ends with Arbiter, Master Chief, and Cortana boarding a, a ship and flying through a portal, because that's what they do. And the portal closes on half the ship. And so Ooh. the normal ending shows the half the ship back on Earth at, like, a ceremony for Master Chief's burial, and, like, Arbiters there getting, like, awarded and everything else. The legendary ending shows Master Chief and Cortana, like, fro like floating in hyperspace somewhere, and he, like, he says something like, like, well, wake me, wake me when we get there, and the, the, the camera pans just so you can't see him take his helmet off, because that's a whole thing no one has seen... Master Chief's face um, and so Halo 3 ends with Master Chief going into hyperspace sleep. Um, thus saying had they not made any more that's where the story would have been. Taking,
1: taking his it. helmet off um, much like Arnold in that episode of Magic School Bus on Pluto when he <laughs> oh, freezes man. his man, <laughs> Dude, his, his, wow his, his what a ice. cool memory. <laughs> that
2: gave me such oh, bad man. nightmares as a kid I was so afraid of that like happening to people. Like you're in space and just uh, ah you just accidentally freeze. Anyway, that's trauma I could unpack in mean, therapy that's,
1: later. That's he was fine, Matt. He he only yeah, got a he only got a normal head cold.
3: <laughs> um man Todd, I have to tell you. I played Halo 3's campaign like 4 times. I don't mm-hmm. remember a single bit right? of that.
0: It really I it Halo 2 and 3 blended together to me. Um yeah. I just I missed how like robust Halo 2 story was and Halo 3's just really wasn't. Yeah. um halo 3 had a lot of i think really big exploratory levels but it was just really this plot of like you're gonna go do this thing and there's a whole halo 3
3: is a multiplayer game to sell xbox 360 yep. and,
1: <laughs> yep. and this is i think the point where we mentioned like halo 3 was like the high water mark of online multiplayer games oh, until sure. minecraft yeah uh, fortnite like until like one of those it yeah. Nothing was as universally played as Halo it's 3.
3: Excluding yeah. um, this is like excluding excluding like MMOs and like PC games but yeah.
1: MMOs. Yeah, yeah. For,
2: for
0: console games, games at least. In, um yeah. So prior to games. Halo 3, the uh so Halo 2, I've got some stats here. Halo 2 broke sales records for $125 million of sales on the first day, and I don't know what the old mark was. That record was not beat again until Halo three. Um, which did 170 million in the first day and 300 million in the first week. Dang! Um, this is another midnight release that I went to. I remember going to the mall, so Easton and Columbus, and I bought the limited edition that came with a Spartan helmet. Yeah, you covered did. the. Uh, yeah, you the two, did. Yeah, I, I think I think in our last move, I finally donated that to Goodwill because oh. I was like, I can't, I can't keep moving this. My wife is going <laughs> to divorce me. <laughs> All right, so Halo Four. I talked a little bit of Halo 4 earlier. Uh, This is We Get More Plot. Do you guys remember Dr. Halsey, the the woman who did the Spartan 2 program? Halo 4 starts with her being tried for her war crimes. Hey, wow, that's progressive for a Halo game. Yeah, big, big change in tone here. Um, And so you are that is just a clip that we get early on in the game. And so it's either in the game or, or some like added on cinema, but that is what is going on behind the scenes. Yes, you, Andrew.
3: Should should we be? No, it should be noted that this was the first. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, this was the first beat to be done by a different developer, right?
0: Yes, yes. There is definitely a noticeable uh, tone, and just like uh, Halo Four is definitely different. Um, I will be candid that I did not love the story in Halo Four. I found it pretty convoluted for reasons that. I'm going to tell you about, um, but it definitely was. Uh, I don't know who took over at this point. It's,
3: this is three four three industries, which was created you're
0: right in house by
3: Microsoft.
0: They spun off after that. Mm-hmm. Yep,
3: hundred percent. Because and then Bungie went to do Destiny.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you, John one one seven, our 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 man John Halo. Uh, you wake up when your your floating half ship is being attacked by a group of covenant that call themselves the remnants. Um they are a group of covenant that after the big wars uh were they are still disillusioned and they want to go find these forerunner artifacts. And so um it's actually kind of a cool scene where like you're in 0G and you're like fighting uh elites that are back on your ship. And anyway, this whole little interaction ends when you are floating near a, a giant mechanical planet that like scans your ship and opens up its planet Cloaca and drags you in. Um I don't, I don't really feel, okay, I we don't need feel, to take well, a brief brief pause. I don't thoughts. feel bad for how I described that cuz that's how it goes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like how much you search for ways to
1: get the word Cloaca, cloaca into this podcast.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a sponsorship. It's a, it's a challenge
1: Todd is proud to <laughs> to meet. Each episode just, he
0: hosts. I just put a tick on my chalkboard beside my, <laughs> beside my <recording laughs> On your cloaca setup. counter? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so you guys remember how an hour ago I told you about the Didact and how he was locked into a prison uh, of a planet murder robots by his wife, a librarian? Um, yes. Anyway, yeah. the sure. planet we've been sucked into is one of his planet prisons. It is his planet prison. And so while we're on this planet... Um, we interact with a giant weird orb. Hey, future of everyone do we, who do we ponder whoever, that weird orb? Uh, he, he, we, we get too close to the weird orb. Um, don't, don't ever get too close to the weird orb, because yeah, we find out that weird orb. Is, yeah, just the the <laughs> weird only, orb. Only is, ponder
1: your orb. Don't get too close.
4: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we find out that that weird orb inside this giant mechanical prison planet was what was containing him, and so, uh, the the didact emerges and just. Kicks our ass. He has magic space powers, and he kicks our ass. And it is the first time you as Master Chief feel like a big old baby. Um, So you get your butt kicked by this ancient forerunner. Uh, Later on in the game, though, uh, due to plot reasons, you meet his wife, the librarian, who gives you exclusively the power to not get your butt kicked by him using ancient space magic. Uh, Yes, that sounds right. Yeah. And what is wild? This... Halo 4 in 2012, this point right here is where you finally learn about the Forerunners. This is the moment that the game actually tells you about the Forerunners starting the universe, the galaxy, everything right here. If you knew about it prior to 2012, it's because you read books and you're a nerd. Mm That uh, really buries um, the lead.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay, this is unlocking a memory, so correct me if I'm wrong, Todd, but didn't Halo 3 have some, like, super hidden Easter eggs and stuff about I'm that? I'm glad
0: you brought that up. So, okay. so I don't know. mention it. I, I am. I'm not going to mention it in, in here, but yes, if you are a bigger nerd than the nerd that reads books, if you're the nerd that, like, looks for all the Easter eggs, there were terminals in Halo Two and Three, maybe even One, there were websites. I Love Bees was a website after Halo yep. One that had like it was a bee growing like website. But if you found all the Easter eggs, you were able to get early access to Halo Two. What? There were, Hold on. Yeah. Back uh-huh. the fuck up. Like yeah. bees. <laughs> yeah. Like real yep. life human human bees. Like I mean, it was Jerry a, it Seinfeld was a, ass bees. These were these were websites that were like the earlier forms of viral marketing on the internet. That, like, but Andrew is right. there were there were old terminals and like logs you could read that would probably have given you more of this history. If you were not the person hunting down these hidden terminals, this was the first time that you got the forerunner story kind of like thrown to you while holding the controller of John Halo. And so <laughs> so, yeah. Everything that I told you to start, you're just kind of getting now, and you're like, oh, these are the Forerunners that, that the the Covenant were all talking about. Wild. Anyway, I guess I'm going to have to kill this Didact guy because he's going to try and murder me with an army of robots that are ancient warrior souls, which is a bummer. Um, this is also where you start fighting bad guys called the Prometheans, which are the like devil robots inhabited by ancient souls. They're really cool-looking. Um also, if that's not bad enough, you find out that Cortana is starting to go nuts and falling apart because um, artificial intelligence will suffer from a thing called rampancy, where after so many years of service, they start to fall apart.
2: Like Angelina Jolie in hit Marvel movie, The Eternals.
0: Yes, it is, <laughs> it is not unlike that. This is Space Eternals. Um, but yeah, so, so your only friend on this stupid prison planet, I guess the librarian's your friend. Um, Much like the nerdy kid in fifth grade, the librarian's your friend and your imaginary (laughs) friend is your friend, and she's going crazy. So anyway, you're on this, like, weird prison planet, and you are able to locate that there is a friendly ship coming by. Because, of course, it is. Anyway, Slip Space happens, and now the Didact has made it to Earth. Because that Uh is what happens. Yep. And so you have a showdown with the Didact, and you beat him using the power of friendship, which is Cortana breaking <laughs> apart into a bunch of other AIs and like swarming on him and punching him. And then you like stab him with a grenade, and he falls off the
1: ledge, <laughs> presumably dying. Did you um, say you stab s- him with
0: a grenade? There, there are a few you things
1: lodge, in that in that you'll you, have to clarify. The you AIs, lodge a
0: grenade into
1: him. Yes. How do the AIs punch him? They 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 break apart
0: into multiple versions of themselves and fly at him. It's um, like the end what,
3: of age of Ultron.
1: What are <laughs> they? What are like, what? Cause they, until now copies, it was copies of Cortana, but until now they were, they were holograms. They were thing. Like uh, they still, were a, still, a, a, a Kyle, HUD display. Kyle,
3: Kyle, he said the power of friendship. I don't know <laughs> why you're questioning this. It's
0: I, so the actual answer, Kyle is that I think she can maybe at this point project herself as hard light, it's either in the fourth halo or the fifth halo. She gets that the ability to project. <laughs> I know. It's what? stupid. <laughs> the reason why I say, okay, this is dumb. This isn't in my notes. The reason why I add the hard light bit is there is a point where, like, she is able to, like, put her hand on Chief's chest. Oh, and then and you can, can really, romance Cortana. Do they- you, then you romance Cortana. Yeah. yeah the, um, but it's a whole big gross. thing because, like, she is human in that moment. <coughs> anyway... Um. You 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 hurt the Didact, you lodge a grenade into him, he falls off the bridge. Important, you don't see him die. Nope. Which everyone knows the rules here. Gotta get a body. Um, yep. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, anyway, uh, they find that that friendly ship, whatever. Um, there's a big explosion, and it causes a bunch of loss. Like, people die, and I think that gets pinned on um, Master Chief and his mission here and Cortana being nuts. And anyway, the ending of the whole game is that Master Chief ends up getting reunited with his original squad um, when he was doing original Halo things, probably before he was called Master Chief. Um, it is a group called Blue Team. Um, so he finds his, his original Halo friends at the end of this game. Uh-huh. He gets like re- he gets reconnected with them back in human space.
2: Okay, hold on. I have yeah, a, no a real Yeah, there's no good answer question. here.
0: It wasn't a good game.
2: No, well, that's okay. But like... He was cryogenically frozen in hyperspace for like a while, right? A little bit, probably. Like, how many years has it been since John Halo
0: left the
3: other Halomans? <laughs> a, pl- a plot's uh, worth of time.
0: Who's halomans. who's to say that those Halomans also weren't cryoslept?
3: It could have just been like two years. Wow.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the events of the events of one, two, and three could have happened in a very short span of time and, um, and in
0: fact at least two and three do go back to back directly like
2: a
1: really um, big
0: week for john halo
1: yeah I mean, halo, john Halo's halo, really bad week
0: halo. <laughs> good <laughs> um the other important thing is i don't know when we find out about this i think it was in like a a supplemental like comic graphic novel Um, we find out the didact, huh?
1: Mountain Dew ad.
0: Mountain Dew (laughs) ad. Uh, the didact did not die. Um, and in fact, uh, Master Chief and the Blue Team find him later and do a straight up murder on him, and they kill him. Um,
3: oh, he just doesn't off screen. He, he death? got
1: he got to the reserves of yeah. of game fuel and was able <laughs> to survive.
3: <laughs> what's the point of What's the point of not having him die? He's going to just die on well, screen anyway. The
0: the real answer is that I think he had like gotten away and he was going to make a new army, and then I'm guessing they didn't want to follow that plot point, and they were like, uh, "We're okay. just going to squash that one." Yeah. Um. So that takes us to Halo 5 Guardians. This is the one I did not play. I did not play Halo 5 Guardians. Um, I'm not sure why. I just didn't. But I feel like I got the gist of it by watching enough uh, footage of it. Namely, we meet... So big thing in Halo 5 Guardians is that you do not play... Once again, you do not play as John 117 for the entire game. For part of it, you play as Spartan Locke... um, and he is the leader, he is a Spartan, Spartan three, Spartan four. These are Spartan fours now. Um, he, he is a leader of a team of Spartan fours called Fire Team Osiris. Um, it's the actor that plays Luke Cage. Yeah, um, it's Michael Cole. Michael Cole, oh. there you go. Um, Michael Cole and Nathan Fillion are two of the actors on Fire Team Osiris. Who's also in Destiny. <laughs> Great. Um, and so you are introduced to Fireteam Osiris, and there's a really cool cinematic um, I linked it in our notes. If you've seen any of the coverage of this game, you know what this cinematic is. It is basically, here's the Spartan 4s. Are you not excited about playing as people that aren't John 117? Watch this video, then maybe you'll be excited about it. Anyway, you find out that Fireteam Osiris, they have been tasked with hunting down an elite Covenant officer who has a name that is not important, Um, further, you find out you're hunting him down because Dr. Halsey was fleeing from the human, I guess, people for her war crimes. She fled captivity and allied with some covenant to save herself, um, because of war crimes. Wow. Dang. Yeah, that that tracks. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they find her. It's fine. Um, Meanwhile, we find that John and Blue Team are off doing other fighting Covenant elsewhere. However, while they're fighting those Covenant, he gets a message from Cortana's AI and is like, "Hey, here's a place that you should be because bad things are going to happen." And he's like, "We're going. We're going right now. Blue Team, we're going to listen to my space ghost girlfriend. We're going <laughs> to go right now."
3: <laughs> Wait, Todd. Can, important question. Can we get a? Can we get it in a? In a- in a in a Master Chief voice, please, Cortana. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Like that. That was a good. <laughs> flip.
1: Yep. That's and there's the oh, cold over. There it is.
0: <laughs> oh. I hate that. What is this? What is this? Halo. I've been betrayed. <laughs> um. Anyway, so so when Blue Team goes rogue, that suddenly changes the mission for Fire Team Osiris. Um. They're like, hey, fire team Osiris, you have to stop, uh, blue team, and they like try and stop him. And John one one seven is like, I'm gonna murder you. You can't stop me. You're nothing. And so this <laughs> begins like this game of cat and mouse. Um, anyway, so along the way, uh, we are introduced to guardians because this is Halo Five Guardians. Guardians are just these colossal, uh, giant robot monsters. Um uh, they're they're Evangelian flying monsters, or what these are. That's these pretty are, much it, yeah. They they show up uh and they are effectively what the Forerunners used as their galactic enforcers. In our notes, I've got a clip of just like a guardian showing up just to show you the scale. They're huge. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, massive. And so there's this whole thing where like they teleport in, they teleport out, they destroy everything that they're around. Um, we run into Cortana, and Cortana in a completely not corrupt way says don't worry everyone the forerunners cured my ai madness i'm better now <laughs> ah also they fixed me so well that i'm controlling these giant killer robots and and i'm the new galactic sheriff um i am the this sheriff. is yes <laughs> this is to say that cortana wants the mantle of responsibility she wants to take the mantle of responsibility she wants to protect all of life in the universe she's gonna do it um
3: she's over the whole planet yeah uh, a, yep, yep. a mm-hmm. suit of
0: armor around the world yeah That's a, um, damn, yeah. And so <laughs> i'm coming yeah <laughs> uh so we get more of that blue team versus Osiris showdown because Master Chief wants to save his girlfriend. Um, all of a sudden, uh, in that, like, there's a tense moment where they're like, no, you can't tell me what to do. Suddenly, those same robot murder monsters filled with the spirits of dead fighters that the Didact was controlling. A bunch of them show up, and they're like, we pledge ourselves to Cortana. We're under her control, which is like bad news bears for everyone. Um... So, things are not great, and at that point, uh, Blue Team and Fire Team Osiris decide that Cortana is not in her right mind, and they all escape, and it's fine. I don't know what the escape looked like in this game, I just know they escape, it's fine. That is Halo 5 Guardians.
4: Hmm.
0: I have two bullet points on Halo Wars 2. (laughs) So, uh, Halo Wars 2 happens after all of this, which... If you haven't ever played Halo Wars, um, it was a a console's attempt to try and do real-time strategy, which went all right. Um, I think they they tried really well, really hard, and it went okay. It was fun, just not great. When did the Um, first Halo Wars happen? uh, Now, chronologically, or...
3: (laughs) Uh, Matt, you see Matt, it was 100,000 years B.C.
0: (laughs) 2009 was when it came out. I think that's the answer I wanted.
1: Thanks. Yeah.
3: Um,
1: <laughs> before master, before the Master <laughs> Chief era. EMC. Yeah. There it is. So
0: the big thing Not with Halo there. Wars 2 is that um, we find uh, the all the factions. So the, the Covenant, um, uh, the Flood, and humans are fighting over a Halo in the middle of nowhere. I don't know which Halo it is. It's one of the Halos. There's still like six of them out there at this point. Um, anyway, the entirety of the game, at the very end, uh, the whole plan is that the the humans that find this Halo are like, we are thousands of light years away from home. We can use this power, this Halo, to teleport back to Earth. that will be great. Um, anyway, at the very end, a giant guardian shows up, hovers around the Halo, and teleports away with the Halo. That is Halo Wars 2. The, the whole Halo.
1: Whole-ass Halo. Are guardians... Bigger than Halos? I don't think they're that big, but they're very big. I don't know for scale. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, I'm pretty sure I saw the cinematic of this happening, and I just lodged it away in (laughs) nerd knowledge I don't need to keep with me. Okay. Um, That leaves us with Halo Infinite, which is currently doing multiplayer beta right now. Um, Speculation, you know, does the plot have to do with that likely Cortana-controlled Um, Guardian that showed up and took just a whole-ass Halo? You kind of got to assume. What I do know, I looked at the wiki, and what the wiki does say is that, quote, Halo Infinite's plot focuses on the Master Chief's effort to locate a new artificial intelligence known by codename The Weapon and, with her assistance, determine the whereabouts of Chief's former AI companion Cortana and finally end both threats.
1: He gets a new hologram girlfriend.
0: New hologram Yay. girlfriend. Um the, the big thing with infinite, so from what I've played, is like you customize your AI. Um mm. like you get your own AI that you can like change their voice and how they look and all these things. Um I really only have one data point for Halo Infinite's multiplayer. It's that you get a grappling hook and it's dope. Does make the everything better. The right. grappling hook is the coolest thing that I've ever used in a Halo multiplayer game.
3: How does it work? Is it like Metroid Prime?
0: Um, It it is so it's it it plays like hookshot um, only you can like I don't know how Metroid Primes necessarily works because I've not played Metroid Prime. Um, But you once you've latched onto something, you can kind of control your momentum. Um, It works like deployable gear at any of the other Halo games. So instead of having a shield or, um, you know, a thruster or whatever, you get a grappling hook. And if you grapple onto a vehicle, it drags you to the vehicle and you hijack the vehicle. Um, oh, nice! Or, oh, that's pretty cool. Or nice. if you have a sword and you grapple someone, you immediately fly to them, sword first. It Neat. is incredible. Um, it's 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 so good. I don't. Every game is going to have a grappling hook from here on out. Everything. That's just what this is.
2: <laughs> that's why so, or, James Bond and Under the, Fire was the best James
1: Bond game because it had a grappling hook in the multiplayer. Or they'll go the Pokemon route and never give you a uh, grappling hook again, every and everyone will be really mm-hmm. upset about it. Yep. Um, it,
0: it is a very good multiplayer game. Um, the, there is a battle pass, like everything else, mm. and I hate that there's a battle pass. Um, you can also, you level up very slowly and you unlock new cosmetic upgrades, which is fun. Um, I unlocked a samurai-like armor last night, so that was pretty cool. Um, but all in all, that is the Halo story. That's it. That's like 20 years of Halo. That's more than twenty cool. years of Halo.
3: Okay.
1: This um, was,
2: it was It was like soup <laughs> of words. Yeah. You know. Good job to you, Todd. Because yeah. like I had zero idea that there was any lore to Halo outside of you talking about it. Like I had no idea what it was. And while this was a word soup, the way that you served me that soup made sense i'm not going to retain any of it
1: um i think the way i would say is like we started out drowning in the soup and as we kept moving through we got some we got some lifelines to hold on to and like they put some crackers in the soup Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but but a
3: lot of this stuff when you get to the mainline entries it's like okay we're yeah that pre-halo
1: that Mm -hmm. pre-halo one entry was uh, was like
3: it's a lot. Words,
1: words, well, words.
0: <laughs> and if you think about it, as you were getting it from the games, you literally Halo One is like aliens bad.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, shoot, and shoot, you're like the, oh shoot yeah, shoot the bad aliens.
0: Yeah, I totally get it. And then it's like oh aliens bad. This is a big weapon. These are these are people. These aliens think that this weapon is something important to them, but they don't know it's a weapon. Maybe not aliens Halo, bad. Yeah, it's like it's like aliens aliens uninformed. And then. <laughs> Halo 2 is like oh religious nuts aliens are bad aliens are very bad maybe there's more behind that.
3: You know when I think about it like every series does this right because you you start mm-hmm. you start with a simple story and then you got to grow out and then you know you do your traditional trilogy your hero's story and you've got you've got to branch out or you branch back right and like I think there's a fine point in every single series where it's like okay when are we ready for the big old exposition dump? The part that's like, here's actually what was going on the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and 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 that's a really important part. and I, and I don't know when that it's never like it's never the same time. It's always like a different time when it's the right time to do that.
2: Yeah, and it's so difficult to backfill a story in a way yeah. that doesn't feel forced. And I mean, I gotta give credit to Halo as somebody who didn't experience these games as they came out. There wasn't really anything you said that I was like okay. Like yeah, I mean there were, it was a lot of weird, spacey plot and shit that maybe didn't make a lot of sense, but like
1: it all goes into the overarching like there are seven galaxy ending super weapons and yeah. different different okay. these different factions are fighting over them. Like it all f- goes yeah. into that pretty more or less pretty well. Um
3: the I Halo Four definitely feels like a black sheep, mm-hmm. 100%. And, and it's and it's very clear. I remember when that game came out; that was supposed to be the big forerunner trilogy,
1: um, and and it's very okay. interesting.
3: And I didn't I haven't played a single game since it, and it's very interesting to see how much they they kind of they kind of turned tail on that um, pivoted because we didn't it get was definitely... much of any forerunners.
0: Well, it's definitely like it's gone from forerunners and their history and that they're this like shady thing to Cortana is a villain, um kind of like Cortana, Cortana is Ultron. Like Cortana is Ultron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I mean, I think that is like your relationship with Cortana is like the central thing in Halos one, two, and three. And so I think they realized like that is important and they wanted to keep using that as a story. I think the Didact was a wild villain to bring in to Halo 4 just because it was just so,
1: no one was ready for that. And I don't know if it was a good play. Um, Halo 4 definitely has a lot of the trappings of like new new studio. Like Mm -hmm. where like there's a lot of new, mashing into the old and it's not all bad it's not all good but like it definitely smacks of that like a new studio took over and Mm -hmm. it's it happens i'm i'm very amazed that this series is like 20 years old like i hadn't thought of it as being a 20 year old series but it sure is it's It's, it's pretty wild
0: it's one of those series that i look back on that like and i said i didn't play halo five i didn't play guardians um and and i mean i don't have a next gen console but i'll probably buy uh, infinite for my my xbox 1 um and i i look back and i'm like this is a staple in like my gaming experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like again yeah. haven't played haven't played uh haven't owned a halo game in almost a decade in 2012 with halo 4 but like this is a staple of my like gaming experience. And you know, I look back pretty fondly on that. Like this is my my intro into first person shooters outside of uh, a little bit of Goldeneye and Perfect Dark and Time Splitters too. Like this is the thing that like got me into first person shooters in some capacity.
3: Yeah. That. Well,
0: all that aside, do you guys have any closing thoughts on the Halo series?
3: Um Halo. I was when I was listening to you talk about this, especially with like one and two. I think Halo walked so that Half Life Two could run, because I, I I think about like all of the cool ways that they tried to make it a, an interactive cinematic experience, and like nothing had really done that before, you mm-hmm. know. And and I think like Half Life Two came out in oh four. That got a lot of praise. And it was around the time of Halo 2. That got a lot of praise for like being like an immersive but still cinematic experience. And I wonder if like that, and I know like Half-Life, the original Half-Life did this a little bit, but I wonder if that game would have done some of the things that it did had Halo not done some of these things first. Like, you know, this whole like contrived thing about you're gonna drive the Warthog out of an exploding <laughs> plane. Like that's just mm-hmm. a very cool cinematic thing that's like that's really hard to reenact. In a game and still not and not make it seem super railroaded
1: yeah yeah um i think my takeaway is like you going through especially when we hit halo 1 2 and 3 like how many of those i again barely played the games how much of those things you talked about i remembered including like the launch part like the launch night and like people Mm -hmm. going at midnight to get it Um, It cannot be understated, I think, how much of our, like, modern gaming culture spun out of the original Halo trilogy. um, And how important that is to, like, where gaming is today. Um, It's crazy. Like I said, it was the first, like, Halo 2 was the first, like, worldwide viewed midnight launch that got, like, coverage on CNN and, like, ABC covered yeah. the mid- the Midnight Halo 2 launch. Um, it's very in- important in the mainstreaming of video games, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree with what you said, Kyle, that, like, I think of Halo, especially the original Halo, as a real cornerstone of 3D gaming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, that Xbox, PS2, GameCube, or Xbox, PS2, N64, you know, however you want to split that Nintendo generation up. Like, Halo was a big turning point from, you know, like, a single joystick first-person shooter like Perfect Dark or GoldenEye to a modern Call of Duty or Medal of Honor dual-stick, like, dual-control shooter, and it's really changed a lot. And um, any of those series that are cornerstones in gaming from 2000 to 2007, if you try and map their story throughout 20 years of property, <laughs> gets real silly. And I think that, at least from the outside looking in, like I've said a bunch of times, I, I don't play these games and I'm not super invested. Maybe with the exception of Halo 4, it seems like Halo has really maintained what it is and Mm -hmm. continued to play in the same space. And while Halo four feels like a black sheep, I, as somebody who just got all this story today, like I see where it fits in and I get it. And Mm -hmm. there aren't any like, Oh yeah, we don't talk about that one uh, type games out of this series. And I don't know. It's, it's cool. Like I don't care much about Halo. I'm probably not going to start caring much about Halo, but I respect what it is in gaming history, and it's cool to hear the story put together like this.
0: The closest thing to like the quote black sheep would be, my guess would be, well, if you don't count like Halo Wars, just because that's just a very different game. Side game. Um, the the closest thing to a black sheep would be Halo 3 ODST. Um and it, yeah. even then, like you're you're talking about the orbital drop shock troopers, like the 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 behind the SEAL team six of of the Halo universe that were dropped behind enemy lines and like did their thing. Um, and again, like it just, it has a place in the series and it, it did its own little story. Uh, the last thing that I wanted to add before we close out here is that I think we referenced it earlier that Polygon did a great video about uh, titled, I read every Halo novel and became the master <laughs> chief of loneliness. Um, yes. <laughs> bdg of polygon does a great job just going through the novels that if you're looking for 28 minutes of how to invest your time that you're never getting back uh there there it is right there
1: um i wanted to draw one more comparison before we wrap up um Mm -hmm. because i think it's the the thing that made halo such a success was like these were not games gamers the people who had previously been gamers l- liked these games but like these were widely played by quote unquote normies like mm-hmm. like your normal ass friends played Halo um it's similar I would say to like um Game of Thrones was for the fantasy genre in like mainstreaming mm-hmm. it yep. Halo was very the mainstreaming of gaming um mm-hmm. was what I've been trying to say this three different ways this whole time Yeah, I'd agree with
0: that. We had lots of friends in our circle that weren't, quote, gamers, but played, much like Matt, social gamers, if you gave him just a little bit of Halo. (laughs) Ran home
1: and and logged in to play Halo after school, but, like, didn't play any other games.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this was, like... The peak of couch co-op, you know? Because, yeah. like, mm-hmm. Smash Brothers was huge at this time. The James Bond GameCube games were huge at this time. Yep. Shit like Fusion Frenzy and Mario Party was huge at this time. Like, mm-hmm. this Cultural was... Cultural
3: Touchstone Fusion Frenzy. <laughs>
0: Listen, okay, we played a lot of Jump Duck. Yeah, that man. Whole mini-game of Jump Duck. Room, room full of people yelling Jump Duck. Yeah, it's Microsoft
2: right. Mario Party. Everybody knows it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this... Kyle, you said it earlier that, like... Gaming peaked with LAN parties and I, as a a very social gamer, love me a, a couch co-op or a, mm-hmm. a couch death player. And I don't know, man, it's just it's cool to look at this shit. You know, it
0: feels good. Well, with all that said, um, just one last time, I want to say thanks for listening to Debate This. You can follow along with arguments on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and Debate This Cast or our website at debatethiscast.com. Just one more big thanks to Mgrum54 from our Patreon. Uh, You gave me this bright light in this dark time that is (laughs) going through the deep dive of of Halo and gave me a reason to just watch hours of Halo cinematic footage. Um, Quick reminder to everyone listening, you too can commission a flavor text by joining our top tier of our Patreon, but more importantly, (laughs) joining the top tier of our hearts. Until next time, I'm Todd Thomas.
3: I'm Andrew. I much prefer Destiny, but I'd say I have a bit of a mendicant bias, Henderson.
0: I'm
1: Matt. Be sure to drink your noble team, (laughs) Cole. And I'm Kyle. If you liked it, you should have put a halo on it, Harper. And we're
0: saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds.